We love film and family, tech and travel. We like our plates full, we'll sleep when we're dead, and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town. He's the why and the what, and I'm the how and the when. We're a perfect team and a party of three, and we're doing big things trying not to sweat the small stuff. And this is the whole story. September 22nd, 2022. Sitting on an airplane on my way home from a few days in Bulgaria to set up a European company in an effort to establish ourselves on EU soil in a tax-friendly country, but mostly to relieve ourselves of paying 20% VAT tax on every damn thing we do. I'm flying to the Netherlands, however, partly because I need to take a train to meet the boys for an EV event in Zandvoort, but mostly because our visas have expired and the Germans are taking their sweet time deciding whether we can stay or whether we'll have to go. And while this time-unbound process is underway, you're not really supposed to leave Germany. And now I see what I said. Home. Lately, there's been a lot of talk on the topic and the acknowledgement of the gradual shift towards something else. In 2019, we got on a plane a few times to travel to our very first race experiences, first in Chicago for AEKC, and then to Spain to drive with Guillaume in the first ever play and drive test days and race weekend. In 2020, we gave a global pandemic a big middle finger and got on a plane anyway for 100 days in Europe. Living abroad like gypsies, traveling from race to race in Germany, from hotel to Airbnb, arriving back home to our same old apartment, same old friends, same old dog, and that crazy old cat after three months on the road. 2021 proved a bigger commitment, giving up our apartment entirely, packing the little stuff that really mattered into a pod, selling the rest and getting on the road, this time for the better part of the year, with no clear picture of what would happen at the end of the season. We'll figure it out when we get there, seemed to be the anthem. The when are you coming home question started to come in the early fall, and at the time I was already planning how to get out of Germany by the time our visa was up, make it to the Middle East for a short break and the grand finals, and come home in time for Christmas. It was like a part-time job sorting out a short-term apartment lease that could house the dog and accommodate grandfather's needs while estimating our plans for early 22, which seemed blurry and entirely negotiable. We paid through the nose for convenience and flexibility, and much of it was in hindsight for those who felt the hole left by us not being home to them while feeling like a very expensive recreation of a life we had left behind eight months before, for us. So now, when I'm being asked, when are we coming home, my gut response is, that's not home anymore. The United States isn't even home anymore. It's crazy even to say, but we've now been gone long enough that Europe feels like home. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't necessarily feel at home in Europe, especially not in Germany, but being over here feels more at home than going back to New Jersey, or Florida, or Texas, or Phoenix, Arizona. I don't feel displaced. I feel like we've taken steps toward something, remained flexible, but are facing a sobering honesty about cost and benefits and making choices about what's next. Currently, the plan is to go home for the holidays, for a visit, like most people do. Go to your hometown and see your friends and family and do the rounds and enjoy it, but feel exhausted and overweight when it's over and like it definitely was not a vacation. I think I'm okay with that. In the meantime, we wait for the Germans to make up their minds about us and take the next steps from there.
There's definitely another year in Europe without a doubt. We won't come back to the States for any length of time until there's good reason to. And when or if we do, it's highly unlikely that it will be to New Jersey or New York. Besides where we physically call home and deciding how much time to spend in the U.S. for the holidays, the biggest question is what do we want to do next and how? We've spent two years networking and building relationships and a brand and one hell of a racing driver. The rewards and opportunities are beginning to show themselves, and it's time for us to set our value, boundaries, and terms and pursue the things we want the most. But you have to know what you want the most, at least in the short and midterm. Lately, I find myself more tentative, apprehensive even, of jumping in. Not for fear of failure or being wrong, but rather in a kind of self-protective mode. Frank says year one was education, year two investment, and year three is for world domination. I know he's half-joking, but the time is ripe for us to step in fully to what's next for us as a team, a business, and most importantly, a family. September 22nd, continued. My mom texts me every day. It's usually the crack of dawn in Phoenix, Arizona, which means it's mid-afternoon already for me here in Europe. Then, every few days we'll chat, usually by FaceTime, and my mom will rattle off a list of questions mostly centered around the travel and logistics of the Spezia family whereabouts and what type of car or cart Ellis is driving. It's often during these conversations, when my mom, or anyone else for that matter, is asking me about our schedule, that I'm aware of how crazy it really can be. When I have to unpack where we are going, when, why, for how long, and to do what, and then in three days' time when I get another FaceTime call with my mom, she's forced to scratch out her previous day's notes because our plans have changed entirely in an instant. It's kind of just what we do. And the amazing thing I've realized is that it's an absolutely crazy thought that we choose every bit of it. Not that we're crazy for choosing it, but that we've built a life where our time is our own and we can choose where to go, when, and why, at any given time, really, without much restriction. Frank and I solidified this privilege the moment we left the breakers all the way back in 2004. All the way back when we didn't know how we were going to do it and just had bought a house and used a credit card to get $5,000 in gear, and the next thing I knew I was pregnant with Ellis. Full send, as Ellis would say. And I don't think back then we were even aware of how in charge of our own time we really were. Maybe that's untrue. Our days were our own. Some days or weeks felt like we were definitely on the clock of the client, but for the most part, straight from the start, we worked less hours a week for more money than we ever would have working full-time for someone else. Knowing how to manage that money was another story and a lesson we continue to learn. But one of our most demanding yet gracious clients ever told me once, work for time, not for money. He was dying and he was a billionaire, so I think he knew what he was talking about. So, while my calendar continues to look like a Jackson Pollock painting, and we've got more countries under our belt in a season than many people do in a decade, we're choosing it. And there are very few roadblocks between us and the things we want to do. Learning to say no, or even maybe, is a skill we're still refining. The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis's singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow The Whole Story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard, 
these two truths are unrelated. You know you drop me mad, but I could never live a day without you.